Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 177 for April 10th, 2019. Is that right? Yeah, man. Oh, April 10th already. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Makefield Modify, Scott Turner, uh, the legend and godfather, uh, Jimmy DeResta. Is that like a whistle, you know? Yeah. Or that. That sounds exactly like the way we do it every time. It's yeah, terrible. it's perfect. Uh, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, they have, by the way, Creator Nader, Gangi and Pop-Pop Makerspace, Wesley Treat, Lakeside Woodcrafter, and Rob Ray. Can we get a can we get a riff going for those two? Yeah, I think we should. Um, That's what I'm saying. Even we, we gave a little shout when you weren't here, but this needs to be, uh, let's see. How bad, how, how amazing are these guys? Let's see. Uh... Can I just say, I think it's incredible that you taught yourself how to play guitar. <laughs> Can I just say that I appreciate that, that you say that I'm playing guitar. I'm really just plucking strings on this little box. Because I really. But that's don't. what a guitar is. I know, I know, and I. But thank you. That 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 makes me feel happy. Are you kidding me? You're. It sounds like a song I know. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I I am enjoying the fact that I can actually like I said it before, where I can find a. I hear a song on the radio from my past. Um, yeah. I can look it up. I can look up the chords. I can break it down to the bare bones basic, and I can play it on a little you know cigar box guitar. It's it's really I think it's cool. sick, man. Yeah, it's awesome. So. That's awesome. Um, so what are you working on? Um, what's going my, on this my, week with you? My yard. So I had the family here while you were gone last week. My family was here visiting mm-hmm. and, um, I just haven't had any time to do anything. It stopped raining. We've had so much rain and then boom, all of a sudden it's spring. So my litter, the grass out front, I measured it 16 inches high. Oh my God. Yeah. So I had to get a giant, like I call it the wheelchair weed eater. It's like, a a push a weed eater that you push with handles. I know what this is. Yeah. Right. So I had to get it all down with that, rake that all up so I can set the lawnmower on its highest setting, cut it to that and then lower it down and cut it again. Crazy. Yeah. So what is that machine normally for? Is that more for edging? Um, we use it. I borrowed it from the airport. We use it just for knocking down. Uh, okay, like a tall brush. Tall brush. Yeah, I mean it, it's okay. like it's a very powerful weed eater, but it's on two wheels and with handles on it. Right. You know? But it, mm-hmm. I, I was surprised because I don't normally use it because it's very I'm on the boss. Um, but so I brought it home to use it, and I thought it was going to be like this Harley, right? Get on blah blah. And you start it up. It's got a very low idle. I'm like, this isn't going to do anything, and it's just like but 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 but, and it, the weeds were gone. It just yeah. it tears right through them at a. It's it's really it's like a lawnmower with the weed eater head in the front, right? Yeah. So, but it's it's you're eating through coil the whole time, right? No, no, it's it's actually you put uh, it's about a I'd say maybe eighteen inches of super thick line. You fold it in half and it clicks on one side. You fold it in half and it clicks on the other. Yeah. So you've got like four prongs of this yeah. plastic monster coil, and yeah, we hard- it doesn't wear. No, not very often. 
So, Sick. Okay, cool. Because yeah. a normal weed eater has that like coil of almost fish line inside of it. Yeah. That's like a consumable. Most of the reason why that wears so fast is because you're hitting the ground. Right, yeah. You're right. So this yeah. thing is actually, it's level, so it stays about, I don't know, six inches high. If you just okay. skim right across the top and it levels it right out. So Right. Anyway. Cool. So I haven't been doing a lot in the shop other than I did make, I said last week, I made my, redid my bench top. Yeah. Um, been cleaning up, you know, just doing a little bit of organizing, so to speak. But that's about it. I haven't had. I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on the girls to pick a wallpaper. They they sent away for all these samples of wallpaper. Figure out what they want and then what walls they want them on. And and when they determine that the walls that they want them on isn't the one that's going to have a door on it, or if it is, then I can go ahead and plan around that. So I'm kind of up in the air with installing these last two sliding doors. So. Hey, serious question. Yeah. Don't you want this off of your head already? Nope. I'm. I'm. I've been happy with the time off. Oh really? Yeah. It's like it's like you know what I was thinking. That's like man, I'd like to just get this over with, but it's like it's not going to take me that long. I've already done the rails and the the header rail right where it's going to hang. Those yeah. are done. So all I've got to do is slap together a barn door looking thing. I mean that ain't going to take nothing. <coughs> oh bless you. Excuse me. Oh thank you. So I just figured like I would give them like a hard deadline. Yes. I got to do this. Well, I can't. I can't. The next week. I can't do that. It's I can't do that. So it's, but it's it's gonna be. I'll maybe I'll film it. I haven't done a video Mm -hmm. in a while, so maybe I'll film it. The only thing I am excited about is getting that done so I can start making guitars again. I'm really. I've got two or three that have been requested of me to make for other people, and then I just want to make me some new ones. You know, I'm just cool. Yeah. So. What about you? Have you had a chance at all to do anything? I can't imagine you did. No. Last week, I uh, last early last week, I shipped out that whiskey box that I was working on, that giant one oh, that holds big, eight yep. glasses in it. And and then I flew to um, I flew to Charlotte, and I was working High Point, like the furniture market. Oh, this is a good one. So when I get to High Point, actually I was staying in Winston Salem, but uh, so I text Mike Laffey. And I'm like, guess who's back in town? <laughs> so he's like, uh, he goes, he goes, amazing brother. How are you? I was good, great. How are you? Um, I said, uh, do you want to get together? He goes, where are you? And I said, I said, either Winston or High Point or Greensboro, whatever you want. And he's like, that's two and a half hours away. Oh, yeah. That was the end of the conversation. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Never texted me back. <laughs> I was like, massage received. I like that. That's a good approach. I, I yeah. like that. It's you like, just put the ball in my court and said, I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. I can, that sounds yeah. like Mike. Yeah. I respect that. Let me let me be perfectly forthcoming. If someone uh, flew to Montreal and said that they were going to be in town and then they told me they were in Quebec City, which is like two and a half, three hours away, I'd say, right. that's where you are. Right. This is where I am. Well, same thing. Let's, if... Um, Somebody, yeah, like where I am, if somebody said, hey, I'll be in Sacramento, we should hook up. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's a yeah, lot exactly. of, there's a lot of traffic between you and me. Um, sure. So Jesse Weta was close to me recently yeah. uh, doing a, at, in Oakland, actually, where Casey's at, uh, doing some kind of a talk for Mills College, which is um, a college, obviously. Anyway, she, hmm. she some presentation in uh other than slinging out, hey, if you need a place, you know, you, you're welcome to come stay with Casey and I. And she's like, no, I got it handled and everything. But, yeah, it's funny. We didn't 
really hook up. I didn't think about it. I had my family here, and uh, yeah, yeah. But she, she was really close. But it, it, I would have loved to have had the opportunity to to give her a hug. So. Yeah, listen, it doesn't always work. No, it doesn't. It's it's the thought that counts. As long you know what, as long as you think about those people that you don't get to see very often, I think in this day and age that's enough. Because before. You have to write letters or take a trip, but now you can just give a thumbs up. It's great. Yeah, you know, or like something they've said. Yeah, even the minimum if you don't, of effort. Even if you don't like it, like you know, most of my siblings don't live close to me, and all I have to do is like, oh, they said something. Yeah, I don't even read what they said. I just like it, right? Yeah. So I didn't have to even make judgments or anything. <laughs> We've never gotten along as good as we do now in our old age. I'm telling you, <laughs> because you're not even paying attention to each other. No. It's like it's like having a conversation in real life. I agree with everything you just said. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Love it. Yep. Love it. I have I have a uh, generation of nieces and nephews I've never met because there, mm-hmm. there's so many down the line. You know, I've got my nieces and nephews and my great nieces and nephews, and now all of them are starting to have kids. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I, you know. Thumbs this up. Is too much correspondence. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. My sister will post something. Oh, I have a new great granddaughter. Good for you. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. I hope none of them listen to this podcast. Um, yeah. I said in the pre-show, but um, I'm probably going to be out your way next month, even actually as close as Hayward. Really? Yeah. Are you uh, it's something across a bridge? Is that why? There's some, One of the customers is out there, and uh, so we're going to have to – There's this. it's this weird thing, okay? So um, – for all these young startup people or for people working at, you know, at Facebook and anywhere else, Silicon Valley and uh, what's like a Menlo Park and all that stuff. Right. There, there's this company starting a business where they will rent you the furniture, right? So they'll rent you furniture on a month-to-month basis. And once your lease is up, you leave it and they pick it up and you go to wherever it is you're going to be. Huh. So the warehouse... And the offices are in Hayward. It makes perfect sense. Hayward's got a lot of industrial area. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll probably go visit them. And uh, that night, I'm sure the rep's going to be like, are we going for dinner? And I'm going to be like, nah, bro. I got plans. Nice. Well, yeah, so, okay. I, I don't know if you'd rather stay so in a hotel, out. but you have a room. Now, it will be Aspen's room one day. But for now, you have a spare bedroom. You're welcome to be with us 100%. I appreciate that. Yeah. I likely will visit with you, but stay in a hotel. <laughs> actually, actually, Andrew said I could stay with him. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll stay in a hotel. Um, just saying, he lives in a dicey neighborhood. Sketch. I don't want that. I just want to, you know, you you want your you want your space. No, I, no, I definitely I, don't I want to that. impose. I'm not that kind of guy. And also, the company's paying for it, so I don't care. No. Um, what are we doing here? I feel like we're just catching up. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in like weeks. Well, I know, you know, it's, you're working hard and I've been yeah. working hard. And like I said, family was here and um, right. yeah, it's just, it's tough. It's preoccupative. <laughs> is that a word? No. No. Um, what is, um, we called it, we called this week's topic is the great feather duster. Right. What does that mean again? I forgot. Yeah. I totally am spacing what we said it meant. I was saying, so imagine, imagine clearing out your, you know, because it's springtime. We talked about spring cleaning. So imagine you take everything in your shop, put it out in the driveway, right? Knowing that half of it is probably stuff you don't need. Now we're reclaimers, but we're also hoarders. So what do you bring back into the shop? Is there tools you would get rid of? Are there tools you would definitely keep? 
would you have a pile of stuff? Hey, I could do some trading or Craigslist pile, you know? Yeah. I don't know. What would you do differently? Can you rearrange it? Like my space is pretty small. There's not a lot I can do differently. Yeah. But uh, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, actually, because I, I don't have any time in the shop. I've got a lot of time to think about being in the shop. Right. right? So the number one top priority for me this spring is to sell my bandsaw. Okay. And get a better one. Okay. And you have the, got, that used rigid, right? That you had to make repairs I got the to. the rigid BS14000. Mm-hmm. And I think I know why uh, the model number is BS. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to get a better one. The, like, it's not balanced and, like, it shakes like crazy. It's, and for some reason, the, the stand is, like, really high. I'm, like, at, like, nose level. I'm pushing wood <laughs> through it. It's, like, it's, it's, like, ridiculously. It doesn't make any sense. You know, but uh, yeah, it's not. It's honestly, it's not a very good saw. Well, if, you, um, if it's you, okay, but it, I want I want to do better. I want a more powerful motor, I, more balanced wheels, that kind of thing. If you and can, I, know I don't want to do it myself. If you can, um, yeah, do your magic. You'll find something, I'm sure. But if you if you look for something new, I'm telling yeah. you, the 14 inch Craftsman, dude. I I've been beating the heck out of this thing for years, and it just won't quit. And I just found an open box deal, so I got mine real cheap. I think new they're four hundred something, uh, five hundred something, but I got mine for yeah. like ridiculously low price. And I I can't rave enough about it. And and is it because I don't use it that often? Probably, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's sturdy, it's strong. I put wolf blades on it, so it's uh, got the uh, best carbide. Yeah, it's got the best blades you can have. And for as often as I use it, man, I've run terrible things through there i've cut things i should not <laughs> cut you know? is it cutting metal because oh, you've yeah. got the carbide like it's cutting through nails and stuff yeah yeah i, I oh. just abuse the heck out of it i mean wow yeah I, I don't think we have craftsman sauce here maybe i think but, maybe rikon or whatever um yeah i think that's the same one um yeah. lowe's now is selling craftsman i believe i don't have any lowe's what, craftsman just sold off to black and decker i believe yeah so you can probably order one online too. Are you kidding? You know what I'm gonna lend him? I'm gonna get some like like General, which is uh, you know what the brand General is. That sounds familiar. It's it's actually used to be made local. Like if you're in Tennessee, and Powermatic is like the brand that everybody has there because that's where it's right. made. Right. So General is here. It was made in Drummondville, Quebec, oh, and like okay. so it's like they made like industrial like five horsepower table saws. They made everything. Right. So uh, so I. I'd look for one of those that I could get here. It's got to still be 110. I'm still planning on building out a shop in my backyard. That's like one to two years away. My wife and I both talked about it and sort of like the time frame for it. Likely we're going to do it when we refinance the mortgage so that we can do some renovations to the house because we desperately need a lot of them. We've got like, <laughs> oh man, I've got it's in the get- kitchen, all the countertops are lifting. They're all delaminating. So it's, 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 it's crazy. It's getting beyond new cubby holes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's, real work needs to be done here. So, uh, so likely when we refinance the mortgage to do all the renovations we need to in the house, like the driveway, the asphalt's finished. Yeah, the garage doors are finished. The front door is finished. Like, anyways, all the stuff is original to the house from 1982. So yep. it's got to be done. So when we do that, I'm gonna build out a shop and uh, and I'll run 220 then. But up until then, everything I have has to be 110. But. Uh, yeah. Well, I, knowing I'm, you, I'm you'll find you'll find you'll find a, uh, an old Delta, amazing 
cool yeah. guy bandsaw, Jimmy DeResta special for $18 on Craigslist. And then because you drive over there, the guy's like, ah, just take it. I don't want it in my garage anymore. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet, but I look forward to it. But step one is getting rid of the rigid. So that's what I got to right. do. I got to clean it up, make it look super pretty, take some gorgeous pictures, and put it online for a stupid price. Uh, yeah, but because like I'm, I'm basically am on Craigslist every day just for fun. I right, spend right. a few minutes on it just to see what's what because I like to know the price of things. I like to keep my thumb on that. And if anybody's looking to buy something, I suggest for a couple of weeks just spend a few minutes looking for that thing, you know, or set up some alerts. You can set Google alerts for anything that you're looking for, and you can specify Craigslist or Kijiji or mm-hmm. you know uh, Facebook Marketplace or whatever you want, and then it'll just send it to you as soon as something becomes live. And that way you're just on it. But I enjoy just sifting through those ads and stuff. So I've, I've recently found some good deals, but I still have mine. And I need the Ash K to be able to buy the new one so I, and the space. So i got to get rid of this one first. So how much – are you going to be able to increase your shop space at all until you build your new one? No. I, you can't creep the wife's car. Can, can she get like a smart car and you get more room in the garage? No, hers is the big car. We need the big car for the kids. But she doesn't park in the garage. It's all the kids' stuff that's in there, the strollers, the toys, the all kinds of stuff. And, like, I kind of have a mental limit of how far I'll cross into, right? you know, the the halfway mark of the garage. I'm, I'm over the halfway mark, but, like, I don't want to go past the drain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's my border in my head. And I feel like that's what's fair. Okay. Would it be easier to now? How much stuff are we talking about? What that the kids have? Yeah, I don't know. There are bikes. There's scooters. There. It adds up. There's quite a bit, but like it's not really. I'm not really lacking for space. Like I have a concentrated shop, so right. I, it's not like I'm missing any space to do something or missing the ability to have a machine. Um, everything just tucks away real nice. Everything's on co- casters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But this bandsaw's got to go, and then once the bandsaw is gone from where it is, I think I'm going to set up the miter saw. I have it on a portable, like we talked about, like the stand, like you've got the yellow one behind you. I've yep. got a gray one like that. Um, so that's going to go maybe semi-permanently where the bandsaw was. So I'll have a, a chop saw station there, and then I'll figure out what to do with the bandsaw and see if actually if I actually really need one still. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because I've been – I love I love this bandsaw. I mean, I love mm-hmm. this um, chop saw, and the stand is amazing. It's got that little pull handle zip, pops right up. Yeah. But I find myself not – I find myself going to the table saw more often because – It's already set up. It's already set up, you know, and it just yeah, takes a miter gauge. And I want to use that, so I've been thinking, what can I do differently in my garage? So that would be one of the things I would do is actually if I can make it happen, I have the whole back of the garage just set up for – crap and my computer and stuff where I'm sitting right now and I'm wondering do I really need this much space for the computer should, right. should I put a miter station back here you know so but you'd have the computer like a little further down to the right or the left it would have that? to go somewhere else because that's the worst dust thing made yeah I was planet. gonna say yeah 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 no I, I would try and keep it because I have a little back door right here so I might even I could I could blow out the dust to the side of the house I don't know maybe towards the yeah. front I don't know I but getting it on because it's a nice I, – I used it the other day for something. I'm just like, I love this thing. Why don't yeah. I use this more? And I don't because, yeah. like, right now it's a the carpet we keep in Casey's car for Danny. So in case she pukes or gets hair, 
uh, is hanging off the back of it because she did puke and got hair on it. So I hosed it what off. What a waste. Yeah. So it's sitting right there. So, yeah, that would be definitely something to, I think, as much convenience as it is to have a lot of my stuff on wheels and stands and whatnot, the ability to just go right to it in a station for oh, a miter yeah. saw is can't be beat and if i don't use it i won't use it but i'll still have space on either side i just have to be mindful of piling up too much stuff near it so now i won't use it because i got stuff on either side of it right yeah so, i know what you mean yeah, yeah i i was thinking of building out some wood storage beneath it because right now i just have like stacks you right. know and sort of stuff leaning against the garage door that i don't use anymore i kind of unplugged that one I had one too many incidents of somebody pressing the garage, want the wrong garage door button. They press it and all this wood falls. Oh, actually, I did do something in the garage last week. One of the springs on the garage door snapped. Oh, now yeah, we had. Do you have a power failure? So is it the roll spring on top? No. Okay, so the two it's, on the side. Okay, okay. The torsions. Anyway, so we had a um, we had a power failure. And I don't know what happened, but I guess it was mid something or there was too much torque on it. I don't know what, but it just, and it's older. Right, right. So it snapped. Luckily, nobody was around because that could really hurt somebody. Actually, you know uh, what? That spring is not as scary as you might think it is. Now, the ones that are rollers on top, yes. But those other ones, because they yeah. don't, they don't really, like, if they're like two feet long, they might stretch yeah. to a maximum of like two, two feet, six inches. They don't stretch way out. So if they snap... Mine stretches to like three and a half. It stretches quite a bit. Really? Huh. Yeah. I don't and remember... So, mine on my house when I grew up didn't have that. They just barely sprung a little bit. And this one sprung... I just... Anyways, I just put it in the recycling. I figure it's metal. You can be oh, recycled. you might want to pull that back out. You're getting a welder. It's too late. It's already gone. <laughs> uh, this last week. That's a good point. I should have thought of that. But uh, Garden anyway, art, so man. I, Garden art. Uh, yeah. I took one of the springs from the garage door I don't use, and I put it on this one, and then we were rocking and rolling again. I figured I'd save myself some money, and if I ever do need to open the other door, I can just uh, you know pull the release and lift it manually. Yeah. But you don't like. I went to go lift this garage door because I had to detension the spring. Right. You don't realize how much help those springs give you until you go to lift this old door, man. It's solid, solid wood door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To lift. And I'm like. Wait, is it stuck on something? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just incredibly weak. <laughs> no, they are heavy. They just are heavy. Super. I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I got it up. I was like, yes. And then you think about the design of that and how it's only attached on two points in a pivot on either side. And you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was kind of nervous after I installed the spring to make sure that oh, you've got to adjust it for tension and right. stuff, right? So I'm like, I'm like I use the, the remote clicker on the other side of the door and press the button to kind of like take cover because I don't want this thing to like fall and smash and whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Anyways, first time replacing a spring. It went well. The garage door still works. So good. No one's dead. So, so, so more, uh, more, more DIYs. Yeah, DIY. Yeah. Yeah. No, this one was good. So there, I, I felt manly for a little bit. What do you think of um, tool belts? They have their place. You don't need one. Mm -hmm. Even for like around the house, like I find it so, I would think it'd be so convenient instead of having to think about the tools I want to take for a job in the house, like to re replace a light fixture or something, 
Then it's like all the pliers are on your belt. It's good to go. Not a full one, a half one. So I started off my maintenance career with um, double-sided tool belt, suspenders attaching that bad boy. I had had 500 pounds of tools on me at all times. That's a lot. I I could pretty much, well, I was young. It didn't matter, right? Right. Then as time went on, you realize, okay, well, I don't need that much. So I went down to a single-sided tool belt, and then then it was, you know, just a little pouch. And now the only thing I carry in my truck, it's not even on me, at work yeah. is a uh, one multi-tool, and it happens to be like a a Winchester or some some off-brand because it's got like a real yeah. pliers on it, not a needle nose, and then all the other okay. accessories. Oh, bull nose, yeah. Yeah, because 99% of the time, that one tool will fix what I need to fix. And if there's yeah. something else that's a bigger project, I go to the shop, I round up the tools I need, I put it in a tool bucket or a bag or whatever, and, and I go from there. So, hmm. if you, I promise you, if you have a tool belt, you'll yeah. you'll like it, you'll use it twice, and it will sit somewhere. Hmm. And you know why it's good? It's good when, and I was thinking about it because I was up on the ladder uh-huh. with the fixing the spring, right? Right. So every single time I needed a different tool, I had to like let go of what I was doing uh-huh. and then go down a couple of steps, get the tool, come back up. I felt like that's where it would have come in handy to just be able to reach down and pull out the right tool. Well, maybe get more of a pouch clip-on type that's thing. That's what I'm thinking. You know, that's just like thinking. a, not quite a tool belt, but more like it'll hold a couple screwdrivers and a wrench and a pliers or something. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. There you go. Like a Cooney. That brand, you know what I'm talking about? K-U-I-N-I. I think they have them at Home Depot. No, they're Husky 20... here. No, no, it is. That's This one's a, a real national brand. Oh, they I, have Husky also. I've, but... I've got so many of them. I, I do. I finally uh, I finally got rid of my actual tool belt tool belt a couple years yeah. ago. But I've got all those pouches I used to carry. because I used to, So I finally ended up with one. I thought, okay, this is perfect before the iPhones got big, right? I found one right. that fit my iPhone, my multi-tool, yeah. a flashlight, a pocket knife oh, and a Sharpie. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's good. And then after a while I'm like, okay, I'm not using any of these things, but my phone, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of projects are you working on? Well, it's it's 90% of the time I'm in a piece of, I'm driving a piece of equipment, right? I'm mowing or I'm using the backhoe or I'm in my truck and I'm just, I'm, I'm guiding okay. or I'm something like that. Or I got, if you got, if I got to change just a light bulb on the runway, all I need is a light bulb. Everything else, you right. go out there, you snap off the clips, the cover comes off, you take the old one out, put the new one on. So I don't actually yeah, need yeah. tools. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I was thinking more for like around the house DIY. Oh, yeah. more on the professional side. I, again, my garage is right next to my house, so everything I need is right here. I yeah. have, I, here's what I do have, and it's handy. I have one of these. So yeah, instead I, of a toolbox, it's, it's kind of like, it's shaped already. So this is what yeah. I use like when I run to the salon. I'll throw in... I have this old first aid kit. This is all nuts and bolts and screws. Just miscellaneous okay. everything. And then yeah. a couple of DeWalt drills in there and some pliers. It's got the little pockets on the side, tape measure oh, cool. on the back. Boom. Yeah. Ready to go. It's like a, it's like a to-go bag when your wife's pregnant, right? I'm just thinking. Yeah. I'm just thinking. That's what it reminds me of. I know I had a tape measure when she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, it's all you to need. to see how big he was. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. How is he gonna know? And what? And what if? What if while she was giving birth, um, something got stuck, like the door? You could fix the door. Right. Well, I had forceps in my in my toolbox also. Oh, in case something else got stuck. Right. Ah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We should probably never talk about this again. Done. All right. Um. So. All right. So. What, we, so, what would you do in your shop then differently? 
so what I, would you I, put back I, in? I would try and make the miter station. My rigid, uh, my rigid table saw definitely stays. I have never had a table saw that portable that I've liked as much as I like this one. It, it really is a favorite. In fact, somebody, um, Heidi, somebody, Oh, Heidi, I'm sorry, but my ex-wife's name is Heidi too. So and Heidi Jacobs, uh, texted me the other day and said, Hey, I'm thinking about blah, 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 getting a, you know, what do you, do you like yours? Do you still have it? And I absolutely recommended it highly. Uh, yeah. excellent, excellent, excellent saw. So that would stay in the shop. I would try. So I have, I have a couple of rolling stands. One has a drill press and a bench grinder and my vice on it. Right. And it's just got mm-hmm. this cabinet underneath that I throw stuff on. That's useful enough. And I've, I've hooked up everything to where I could just take the extension cord and I plug it into the, the whole thing and everything on it is powered if I want to turn right. it on. So instead of individually. Then I've got another one that's got my sander and, and a couple other tools on it. My belt sander, my uh, my other rigid sander, which I'd love. And then the, my air compressor's underneath that. So I plug it in, the air compressor comes on and I can power the sanders either one. So those would stay the same because they're portable. They're heavy as heck getting them out of the garage. That works. Um, I think I would just go through all, like, it's all the little stuff. I'm, I'm looking above my computer right now. There's stains and spray paints and my glues and all of that stuff above here. Mm-hmm. Way too many. That's got to get compiled down. Uh, I've got a bunch of those little drawers, you know, little that I found in a dumpster, the little plastic yeah, yeah. drawers. For, nu- yeah. for nuts and bolts and screws, I have no idea what's in what drawer. And there's like a hundred of these little drawers. Oh, my God. Those okay. need to go away. They just need to go away because I, I need to start. I know it's good to have a few extras, but I need mm-hmm. to go back into, okay, I'm going to make a project. Hardware, we don't have to. I know Tim does. Tim saves like a rusty nail from a 10-year-old pallet, right? I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that, he's, a, uh, he's, a, he's a reclaimer. Right. Anyway, never heard of him. Anyway, um, I personally wouldn't do that. I, I, I think I say hardware. When you and I are reclaiming something, you know the project, the m- basic materials. Try and get as many reclaimed as you can. But the hardware, I'm going to go buy me a box of nails that I need to use. And I'm, I agree. I'm going to go buy a couple of screws that I need to use. And yep. I, I've hoarded enough now. And I don't, like I said, I, I start opening up. It sounds like a, I can almost do. You, what's that guy that made that marble? Music thing where he drops a marble, you know what I'm talking about? It's not Matthias. No, it's a guy. He made like this big musical instrument. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, that's that's what it starts to sound like when I start opening and closing those drawers to look for one thing. (laughs) Yeah, and I never remember the one drawer that has a few screws that I use most often, right? So I open up thirty of them. So that that would definitely go away. Oh, Wintergarten. Yeah, but that would be the space. That would be where my miter station goes, so I could actually then use that because that's underneath the bench that's already over there. So I mm-hmm. could use that space for more storage, more um, efficiently, so to speak. I have a dream of replacing all of the tools I'm not satisfied with mm. with better versions of themselves. So, for example, I have a belt sander. It's a uh, 21 or 24 by 3. I think it's a 21 by 3. Okay. It's a And it's a Craftsman, and I don't like it. I think I, I would love to, like, just dump it and get, like, the Makita. You know, like the Makita that everybody has. Uh, 
I'd like to get rid of my biscuit joiner, even though I'm, probably because I don't like it, and get like the Makita or the Dewalt. Right. You know, there's a bunch of like those kinds of things. Like I'd love upgrade. to get like a decent so sander. Yeah, to, upgrades. Uh, uh, I'd like to upgrade some stuff. Like there's no tool really like knock wood or whatever. There's no tool that I don't have at this point as far as woodworking. But they're they're not like a lot of them are really not the best. They're kind of just like good enough. Right, right. Well, you're at that and, point now. It's like it's you're ready to upgrade. You're using them, even if you don't use them a lot, you're using them enough to where it's like when you go to grab it and you're like, you don't want to make yeah. that noise. You want to go, oh, yeah, I, forgot. I love this thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I went to go use that belt sander and like it doesn't sand evenly. You know, like I know you've got to keep a belt sander moving, right? But it should, it should be flat on its platen and that's where it's sanding. This thing was like creating divots like where I wasn't even holding it. It didn't make sense <laughs> how it was sanding. It's like how... How, where is this? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, this thing's got to go. Um, yeah, there's a few things I like to do. I mean, obviously, I said the I said the bandsaw earlier. That one definitely needs to be upgraded. Uh, you know, you're talking about your table saw. I love my table saw. It's right. great. It's it's like uh, it's the old jet super saw. Great saw. It's, a, like, it's it really is the heart. If people talk about what tools should I get for the shop, I always say table saw. Yeah, because I don't know like how anybody could get along without one. Like you really do, it could do anything. I know that you can do anything you want with a circus or whatever. No, no, no. it's it's, it's when too when hard when you're ready to actually have a, space, a, 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 something in your shop that's substantial. Table saw is the yeah. first thing before the bandsaw, yeah. before the drill press, before oh, yeah. any of these other things. Table saw, you can do so much on a table saw, and it and it's some. One of the things I do like about it is you can make just that one cut. It's like real quick. I got to make a miter. Boom! Get out the uh, miter gauge, set it up, and within three minutes you've made the cut you yeah. need. You know, people say, "Oh, you got to set everything up." What? You you crank the blade up, you turn it on, you put the miter gauge on the thing. I mean, how hard is yeah. it, right? Or if you, even if you have a miter sled already, yeah. Right? Like I have a miter sled, I can do corners immediately. I keep it right next to the table saw, good to go. Same thing with the miter with the uh, what's it called again? The cross-cut sled. Right. Good to go. It's right there. You know, you just plunk it on the saw, raise the blade, you're good to go. Uh, yeah, I I think if you're trying to make straight and parallel and perpendicular cuts, you need a table saw. Some people get along by using the, I guess, the MFT, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Festool, and it's got kind of like you drop the track down, kind of like a miter saw, sort of, kind of. But you know what I mean? Actually, it feels more like a random, uh, not random, a radial arm saw. Is that what like you're you talking about? You put down your... The, on the MFT, right, so it's got like a hinge or a pivot for a cross-cut track. It comes down, and then you run your, your saw across that track, and it's it makes a track saw. It is a track saw, but it, it's it's sort of fixed to this table, the multifunction table. Oh, okay. I, I see. And so that it hinges up and down on it, and then you slide your thing, and then it slides on the track. I'll send you a picture or a video. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways, Craig just made a version of it now. They kind of knocked off the MFT and a track saw. So uh, I, I have not heard of the that? MFT, but I've seen Craig's new thing that they've come up with. And there's a lot of them now that have them. DeWalt's got a very special one. Makita's got a very special track system. Um, yeah, give me a two by four in my circular saw. I can, I'll, I'll make it straight, you know. Or straight enough. Straight enough. Straight yeah, enough. Exactly. Straight enough. I wonder if I'm ever going to get to a point where... I am doing that kind of woodworking. You know what I mean? Where I'm, where I'm actually 
Mark Spagnuolo wing the heck out of something to where where it really does matter. I used to make a joke. It's like I don't because I remember watching a couple of Mark's videos when uh, years ago when he was talking about you know what your desktop your bench that's where everything gets straight from. I mean you, you yeah. that's you know and I'm like yeah whatever right? I throw I throw an old piece of plywood on top of some two by fours and call it a bench. But I wonder if I will ever get to that point where I'm a little older. I want to do that. I want I want to take the six months that it takes to build a really nice little end table or so, you know mm-hmm. something beautiful and intricate like that that you just take your time. You know Dan. I'd love to. Dan Harju, man, the way he his work is beautiful. I mean that's how you yeah. describe it. You know what he does for a living is just beautiful quality craftsmanship work. And oh, one of these days I, don't I know. think uh, the thing that you appreciate your project has to change, right? Right. Uh, like, like it's not the finished good that's the thing that you appreciate. It's the joinery. Right. Right. So if you appreciate the joinery, then all of that stuff has to be perfect because it won't fit properly otherwise. Right. Like if, if you, you stop using screws and you start using dovetails or wedge dovetails or through tenons, you know, like or, you know, tusk mortises, all this stuff uh-huh. or drawboards, you know, all that stuff does have to be perfect. So it kind of forces it. So if that's the thing you enjoy, if the joinery is the thing you enjoy – then it all kind of, kind of comes from there. But if it's the finished thing that you're that you're into, and you want to do it as quickly as possible, you, you know, like a lot of us have very little time. Right. Then then good enough is like the tagline. Well, and, and I think it depends upon what you're making it for too. Again, I think when you're making something for the sake of making uh, for doing the joinery, if, if if you're making this whatever, it doesn't matter because you enjoy that challenge of getting all those joints perfect you know and using the different types of intricate things i mean i think it comes down to you just progress until you're finally just sitting on the porch with your pocket knife and you're whittling a carving a little toy poodle or something for your granddaughter right i mean something like that just that's the progression but as of right now i still see myself we're having hangar clean out days again at the airport so we got these big 40 yard dumpsters that we provide for everybody to clean out their hangar which they don't because they don't really have anything to throw away. So what they do is they bring all their crap from home and throw it away at the airport, <laughs> which is good for me because I mean, right. I actually found a spear gun, like an underwater spear gun. What are you going to do with that? I, 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 I pulled it out and I left it at the airport. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with it. I might just throw it right back in there because it's just the, the surgical tubing that powers it is all. I was going to say and, that's probably. Yeah, that's oh. old and cracked, and but I mean the the oh. tube is there. It's got one of the little spears, like you know, eighteen inches long, sharp, pointy thing. I don't know, yeah. kill a whale with it or something. I don't know what these things for, but I saw that and I'm like, huh? What is this? Is this? Um, I don't know what I would do. With yeah, that. but there is there's Some... stuff. So yeah, that's interesting. I think you could make it into a piece of wall art. Just take that one little mini harpoon, put it on some kind of a substrate and frame it and then that's wall art something that you could buy at rooms to go i would i i could do like the the outline like with a um a jigsaw i can do an outline of like a whale yeah right and just paint oh, it interesting paint it black and then put the the spear mounted to the whale all white yeah and then you'd need to have text underneath that runs the border of the whale and it says call me ishmael <gasps> Instead of the great white whale, it's the great black whale with the great white spear. Something like that. Oh man. It's... Or or make the or make the whale white, spray paint 
the spear black. But I like to be different. I would do the whale black with the spear white. Okay, done. Yeah. Call me Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. Or instead of Ishmael, call me Samuel. Or call me, call me, call me on time for dinner. What does that have to do with Moby Dick? I, uh, it's just, what does our podcast have to do with making things? I don't know. I don't know how to answer any of the things you <laughs> say. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, th- the big picture in my shop, what I would do mostly that I'm looking around now. I think I would probably get rid of a few of the tools, but mostly it's organizing all the little things. The big yeah. things I've got set up, except for the, the chop saw, but it would be all the clutter, all the little clutter, you know? And w- so I know we talked about this too, but it wasn't going to be a full, let's top this off with, is there any creature comforts you would like to put in your shop that, I mean, like for example, I have, which is going to leave because I haven't turned it on since I got rid of cable, but I actually have a little 32-inch TV in my garage, right? Um, hmm. My guitars are out here that I can play with my speaker and everything. My computer's out here. This is where I record the podcast. All of my sticker collection, all the things that people have sent me, which is a lot more than I thought. I was counting it up the other day. But anyway, all of these things that really make the shop special where I enjoy coming out here. It's my place, you know. I, this mm-hmm. is my shop what what about you is there anything is it already that way is there something you would do to it to make it more comfortable or more personalized good question i mean i do have like one of these uh one of the first ever like ihomes you know like those speaker docks that you put your your ipad so it has the old school like ipod connector on it but it also has like a three and a half millimeter jack right that i could plug into Actually, <laughs> my iPhone does not have a speakerphone, so I can't do anything with that. I don't have a headphone jack on it. Yeah, I guess I'll have to get a new speaker for the garage. Bluetooth, um, huh? It doesn't have Bluetooth, that speaker thing. Anyways, I'll have to figure out what to do with that. Maybe an old Android tablet or something that I have. I'll try to get music on there. But the one thing maybe I would get, actually, is like a stool. I don't have a shop stool. If I'm ever, like, sanding something on my workbench, I have to stand and do it. Right. Whereas I could be sitting and doing it, right? So that might be something that would probably be a project to build. Hmm. That could very well be a project to build. But truthfully, like, when I'm in the garage, I, like, I'm in there. Mm-hmm. I'm having a good time. I'm, it, I'm in, the ele- in my element there. Yeah. It's your space. Yeah, I don't want to watch TV in there. And sometimes I'll, I was listening to podcasts in there, I guess, before I got this new phone from work. I'm, I'm looking around, and it's been well over three years now since I quit smoking. And a lot of the way this this garage is set up was because I would come out here to smoke because I didn't smoke in the house. Right. So like in the, what's there for smoking? Well, like the TV, I would come out like at four 30 in the morning. I get up for work. I actually had one of those coffee pots that are stainless steel. So once the coffee's made, it stays warm forever. So I get up, I grab the coffee pot, grab a cup of coffee, go out in the garage, turn the news on, sit there, drink coffee, smoke cigarettes for like, you know, 45 minutes to wake up to get ready to go to work when I'm, whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, so having the TV out here, that's mostly when, when it would be on. It would be in the morning. Makes sense. Now that I don't have cable and I don't uh, smoke, I haven't turned the TV on. So, Right. But yeah, there's I don't a, think it's the cable. I think it's the smoking. <laughs> it probably You is. don't need to be out here. Yeah, I don't have to come out into the garage now You know, every 10 minutes. Right. So, Interesting. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of little stuff. I'm looking up in the rafters, and there's just like cutoffs of plexiglass and... 
the old bathroom light fixture because I replaced it and I thought, hey, I can make something out of that. No, right. I'm not going to. I'm not. Yeah, I guess you know what? Maybe some like maybe it's time like spring cleaning involves a little bit throwing out the junk. Yeah, like I'm doing my best. I'm trying to reclaim as much as possible. I thought I could do something with this, but I really can't. Some, and it's occupying space. It's got to go. Sometimes you got to start with a clean slate, so you can yeah. you can start the hoarding all over. Um, yes. You know what? And a lot of times too, and uh, we've said this before that you know um, creativity stems from the lack of having what you want. So if you get rid of most of the the stuff you've collected, right? Now yeah. a project comes up, you really got to start thinking on how I can do it because it's not convenient anymore just to reach into your your scrap pile and grab this or that. You know what I'm saying? So it does kind of yeah, give yeah. you. It kind of gets the juices flowing again. Agreed. Agreed. Creativity is born of constraint. Constraint, not restraint. So it's not like... No, you don't have to restrain yourself, but you are constrained by certain limitations. Okay. And it's not, restraint. not detained. Uh, listen, I don't want to tell you how to do your weekends. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, the cops come and say, hey, turn that off. It's 2.30 in the morning. You know, am right. I being detained, officer? No, <laughs> just kidding. Right. I, no, I hear you. I, that I, makes sense. I, I give them all the respect in the world. What a job. Uh-huh. Um, here we go. Yeah, I think I think we're good there. I think we covered what we were going to do this spring cleaning. Maybe we'll have a part two after we've done it to see if we lived up to the hype. Actually, yeah, and come up with some new ideas for it. Between the two of us, I'm telling you, man, you and I in this podcast, is it. Killing it. Right? Week in, week out, the dynamic duo at it again. You know, we do have a review, and I'm going to read it. <laughs> um... <laughs> and I want first of all, Chris Jacobson. Um, what a great guy! I haven't met you yet, or if I have, I'm old now. Um, but you are in the community. We love you. Thank you so much. I don't agree with your review at all, <clears throat> but it says, um, and I'm going to read this sort of redactively, huh? Is that a you word? don't? Have, no, no. Do not read it redactively. I'm going to read, read it. Literally. You'll see. Verbatim. You'll see what I mean when I say redactively. Uh-huh. I, so, know, I know what you're doing. Right, so it starts off with, screw you, Bill. Phil's my favorite. You oh, know I what? See. You know what? I love both of you. This podcast was one of the first I found when getting into woodworking and making things a few years back. I've listened to every episode and still look forward to it every week. Both of you come from such different perspectives and it's very well-rounded. I had to download the podcast app in the App Store just to leave this review. Phil is definitely my favorite, though. His Simpsons references are always appreciated. Thank you for all the hard work. Chris Jacobson at Hiram Woodworking. Woodworking. Hiram Woodworking. Woodworking. Okay. Anyway, so Chris, thank you for the review. Five stars. Both of us enjoyed it. Um... Oh, yeah, immensely. I, you know, sometimes Phil needs the love and well-deserved. That's all I got to say. You know what that was? That was for a few weeks back. Right? Didn't, didn't somebody say I was amazing and beautiful and, and you were ugly? Yeah. I think that's what it was. They said you were like like a, like a an old soul or something, like a reincarnated old lady. I don't remember. I wasn't really <laughs> listening, but there's actually, there's actually a British one on here also. Oh, good. Let's hear it. So I'm going to read that one. See how good you are. It's uh, author is Cheshire Cats Woodworking, and the title is Cracking Show about three blokes messing about with crappy timber. So it goes, 
so what to say about two people? Uh, well, they make talking about turning crappy bits of lumber they find into guitars, whiskey boxes, and other stuff very entertaining. Well worth a listen. Keep it up, guys. Will Cheshire Cats Workshop, England, UK. P.S. Yeah, the rest of that is unnecessary. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is one of the funnest podcasts we've ever done. I know. This is... This is, I think, maybe our best one, literally. Literally. It's so hot, it's like lava, because we're just flowing. on And on fire. Right? On fire and flowing. Flowing. Yep. Love it. I'm, I'm law Beautiful. and you're va. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking more like shake and bake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rock and roll. Yes. Okay, I'm good with that. Hey, did you uh, ever have shake and bake as a kid? Did they make that in Canada? Yeah, my wife makes it. It's very good. Oh. My mother didn't make it. I got it. If I can convince Casey there's actual food in that box, I'll get her to make some. Well, you add your own chicken to it or whatever. It's just the seasoning. Yeah, but you look at what's in that stuff and it's... You can't... Ah, la, 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 la. Don't ruin it for I me. know. Her rule is if you can't pronounce the ingredients, you can't eat it. So. I My suggestion is learn how to read. <laughs> Let me have my shake and bake. I'm going to tell her you said that. That's great. <laughs> you should. <laughs> i got to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Learn how to read. Yeah. Well, she's going to fucking roundhouse kick me to the face, but that's fine. Um, weekly tip segment. You have something? You know what? I do. I, okay. I do have something. Um, Rescue me. Well, it's, it's kind of obvious because we just talked about it, but um, this tip is... Don't hoard all the nails and nuts and bolts and screws. I'm telling you, after 100 years of doing this, instead of having all these little cubbies and drawers, get yourself a couple of, um, make yourself a couple of bins, wooden bins, right, that you can yeah. reach into. And just kind of like the, uh, the what do you call it, the, the drawer in the kitchen, the, you know what the I'm cutlery saying? cutlery drawer. Well, no, the drawer in the kitchen where everything else goes. The junk drawer. Oh, yeah, right? the catch-all. Have one little catch-all that you can throw screws and nuts and bolts in, and that's it. And then the rest of it, like like I was saying, I don't think efficiency does not come from having a thousand storage containers of stuff. You don't remember which one it's in. It's not labeled right. You're never going to remember anyway. So minimize the hardware. That's my tip. Minimize the hardware. You know what I do? I actually leave the screws in the container that I buy them in. And I take a few and I put them in my screw caddy. So the screw caddy right. has like all the different sizes that I use. But then like the mother load of it is still in the container I bought it in on the shelf. Well, the, the problem is part of being a reclaimer is that we, if I get something that I, I pulled off the curb and I start taking it apart, I save all these half bent screws and washers that don't, you know, you know what I'm, I mean? You gotta... Some of it, yes. But screws I don't keep because I feel like they're, they're, What's it called? Like the metal's weak, yeah. right? So yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. snap on me. So I don't want to risk that. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be my tip is minimize the hardware. What, what am I – you know when metal fails, like metal fatigue? Like, yeah. you know, like if you go to drive it and the thing snaps, there's a word. I'm forgetting what it there's, is. Anyway. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, people that used to do the magic trick of how to bend a spoon, what you would yeah. do is beforehand you take the spoon, you'd bend it back and forth and back and forth until it starts getting warm. And then it's almost yeah. to the point where it's going to break. And then you can take and just use your thumb – and you can bend a spoon with like barely touching ah. it. That's how you do that trick. 
Metal fatigue. Man. Man. Oh, did I destroy a childhood wonder? Yeah. Every su- Wait, any sufficiently advanced technology appears as though magic. Watch that, that one I know. That one I can do. Huh? Uh, uh, we're doing the, we're doing the, uh, the moving your, your thumb trick. Pull the thumb apart. Uh, trick. Okay. Yeah. The first time I saw that as a kid was at a barber shop. Blew my mind. <laughs> I was like maybe six or seven years old. I was like, what just happened? You know, um, my uncle what used grabbed to... your attention, if you had to say? Uh, oh, I know what it was. Um, so this is not, I, I put a link to the video, but you can probably just look it up. The first picture of a black hole was announced today. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. look, I don't know if it's real. Did we really land on the moon and how curved is our planet? I'm just saying, if this is even close to being real, how amazing is that, that we have gotten a picture of a, a black hole in a different galaxy, not even our own galaxy, but from another galaxy the, this this particular video is just a news news clip, and it shows how they used all these different. The entire world basically was synchronized to take uh, these different images and get it to where we now see the event horizon, the dark spot that is a hole of this giant, two billion times the mass of our sun, black hole. So I just and and on top of all of that. We're actually looking into the past 50 million years. Right. Because that's how long it takes the light to get to us. Right. Because it's 50 million light years away. Yeah, so I, I just, it's, I'm not as nutty about it as like uh, Berkey, but I definitely think if you get a chance, awesome. check out that news clip if you haven't heard of it. Um, just, wow. Wow. We got a picture of a black hole. And, and it wasn't. What a time. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't anything that had to do with my bathroom, so. That's disgusting. Yeah. What about you? Besides my bathroom, uh, what caught your attention? Nothing. I was at Furniture <laughs> Market, so I didn't really get to watch anything. It, anything, anything cool there? I mean, what, is there any new innovative, innovative things at the furniture place? Um, It's funny. I didn't – I kind of – now that I'm not in marketing and I'm in sales now, I'm kind of really tethered to our showroom. I've got to be there the whole time to direct customers and sales reps and just be – generally a bossy um so i didn't really get to walk the market as much as i used to where i used to be able to go to other people's showrooms and see what was going on right but i can tell you um live edge doesn't feel like it's nearly as popular anymore and um and what's it and and industrial is getting way way more refined so i can tell you even from our own trends like the industrial look of the galvanized black iron pipe right right you know and all that and you know the, the flanges and stuff like that's really all gone so the trend is from the industrial side isn't the factory industrial it's now the homes of the industrialists right so the big victorian mansions okay and like the dark colors and and the more refined furniture the queen anne but adapted for like the 21st century and you know those cabriole legs and velvet and dark dramatic colors wow. and that kind of stuff so that that's what's coming in on on that side i feel like i'm at work right now but yeah that's that's what it is. So the the bulky industrial is over, the refined industrial is what's in right now, and pewter and gunmetal colors are hot. Wow, that's that's actually that's a good tip for yeah. for for those that are uh, making things. Uh, keep that in mind. I'll give you another one. So this happens to be good for the maker community, but uh, we are 
in the digital age right now, right? We stare at silicon screens and we tap away on plastic keyboards and sort of that is that is our lives. So the things that are now luxury are what we call honest materials. So wood, leather, uh, brass, stone, marble, all of these old school analog materials, right? So that's what's um, trending as really hot right now and as luxury. So uh, you think about the turn of the century when the incandescent bulb came out. Right. Right. Everybody was using candles up until then, right? Either paraffin or whatever, beeswax for candles. And so everyone thought these bulbs came out. Well, what do we need candles for? These things are finished. Well, what happened? The incandescent bulb became the commodity and candles became the luxury good. Right, right because they harken back to an older time, they make us feel nostalgic, they're expensive, you add scent to it, you add text size and texture and all that stuff. So that's what's going on right now. So the analog world we knew is now luxury in a digital age. That makes sense. That makes sense. I literally gave that spiel about 80 or 90 times this last <laughs> week. No, I like it. And that, I mean... So if it sounded rehearsed, it was. It, it makes sense, you know, seeing seeing something that looks more craftsman oriented um, in a digital age. It, it's, it stands out. It's like, yeah, yeah oh, it feels real. Yeah. You ooh, know, ah, like, it's tangible. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. It's got texture. Um, so our channels on Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com. Check out williamlutz.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. Super important to get them. Obviously, we read them out loud and we love those five-star reviews. Say whatever you want, but make sure it's a five-star review. Uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. I've left a button on there. It launches iTunes. You can leave a five-star review right there. Patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio the absolute best way to keep these two guys on the air. So thanks, everybody, uh, for tuning in this week, and I look forward to having another great conversation with Bill next week. I, I, I couldn't say any better what you just said. Bill, you and I, the two amigos. Rocking out, man. Rocking out. All right. Have a great week, guys. Bye, everybody.